This is Rob Boyce, Director of Market Intelligence and Insights at the Council of Insurance Agents and Brokers, and I'm on the ground with Ryan Hamley, Chief Marketing Officer at Bold Penguin. Thanks for tuning in today for the first Leader's Edge on the ground, live at InsureTech Connect, brought to you in partnership with insurance innovator Bold Penguin. Ryan, let's jump right in and get the most important thing out of the way. Why Bold and why Penguins? So the, the genesis of the name is is really, uh, there's a couple different pieces. One, um, uh, penguins themselves uh, kind of represent the business. Uh, we, we, they work most efficiently under the water, behind the scenes where people, where they can't be seen. And, and that is ultimately what our product does. Uh, we are not meant to be the forward-facing part of your business. We're meant to be the pipes underneath. Uh, so you can drive customer experience but we're just help making that possible. The other piece is um, everyone loves penguins, like no one hates them. So it's a, fa- <laughs> so, so it's a fairly, uh, a fairly uh, good animal to associate yourself with. And the bold part actually is a real thing. The bold penguin is the first penguin that jumps into the water and kind of swims around to make sure there's no sea lions. Um, so that's kind of how it all fits together. And I think ultimately um, our founder, uh, Ilya Bodner, just – um, I think as the story goes, he was watching a documentary, and he, then they were talking about how this one penguin basically, like, looks around, jumps in, and if it doesn't get eaten, then, um, then, then all the rest of them come tumbling in. And he said, uh, you know, we want to be that, that company at the forefront pushing forward. So I think that's where it came from. Great. Well, I love the correlation between penguins and insurance, and I know uh, us at the council, we're huge penguins fans as well. And um, on that note, uh, we're heading into three days in Las Vegas for the third annual InsureTech Connect Conference. What does Bold Penguin hope to gain from the conference, and how does your organization plan to approach a roster of over 6,000 individuals? So for us, um, for many of us attending, this will be our third uh, time to the conference itself. And with a conference this big, it's all about spending time with your strategic partners and setting up meetings. So, you know, basically we're, we're coming in Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, and we'll spend the majority of the three days meeting with current and potential partners, uh, which look like uh, carriers and agents and brokers, everything ranging from, you know, mid-sized multi-location agencies up to, you know, the top 100 brokers, some of which are already our clients, and then, um, you know, just a, a mix of uh, large national, regional, and super regional uh, carriers um, on the U.S. Right, and you mentioned that the conference, uh, the first annual conference was back in 2016, and and what we've heard, and I'm, I'm sure you can agree, is that the conversation has changed dramatically since then. Uh, can you speak to how this conversation around insurance innovation has changed? So this is one of my favorite things that's happened in 2018, is the term disruption has been basically cut out of the conversation. And I think, uh, I think this is an incredible positive for our industry. Yeah, I wrote an article uh, a few months ago around the idea that that uh, disruption is stupid. Like our, our, our industry doesn't need to be disrupted. It needs, there are areas of our industry that need innovation to match customer expectations. And, and, and for every organization, that's different. What it doesn't need is to be disrupted or flipped on its head because uh, there are certain aspects of how we do business that are, are vital to the, to the entire ecosystem 
um, that, we, that we live in. Everything from the disaster that just happened uh, in North Carolina and rebuilding those people's lives to the day-to-day -day, uh, bumps and scrapes that we have on our vehicles and, and the things that go wrong to our homes. You know, we need uh, insurance is, is, a, is a strong piece of that fabric. And I just think anyone who walks into our industry and you know stands on a stage and yells about disruption has not spent time in the industry itself. Right, absolutely, and I could say that we we totally agree here uh, from the council's perspective how this how this dialogue has changed, uh, particularly in a from a commercial insurance standpoint in the small business and kind of moving upstream from there. Uh, but but moving on to the conference and sticking with uh, opportunity for. I guess not disruption, but innovation in the broker space. Can you talk a little bit more about your product and where and why Bold Penguin saw immediate opportunity in the intermediary space? Yeah, so to give everyone context, I've been with the company for a little over three months, even though I've known Ilya since basically the day the company was founded and have been, uh, and have been um, following along and, and, and helping them to a certain degree. Um, I joined officially about three months ago. The reason that I joined this company uh, starts with the fact that everything we do, everything puts the human agent, the individual, the producer at the center of the transaction. So when you think about Bold Penguin as a product, well, the problem we're trying to solve in a nutshell is making small to kind of that small mid-range of commercial lines profitable again for organizations. The amount of touches, the amount of paperwork that takes place for a $1,500 account often is the same as a $50,000 or a $100,000 account. So a lot of, so, you know, many organizations have either completely passed it off or almost consider it like a loss leader type business. And what we believe is by bringing uh, the, the insurance consumer, the small business owner or whoever's procuring the insurance for that entity, if we can remove the friction in that process, and we can go into as much or as little detail as you want, if we can remove the process on that side of the equation, and then, um, and that's where, that's where many of our competitors stop actually, and then we can also remove the, the friction on the underwriting side and bring everything to that agent. So when that agent is interacting with a customer, they've, they've made the connection in a very seamless way, and they're looking at all the underwriting and potentially the ability to bind in real time in that moment as well. So they, what they don't have to think about is, this is gonna take six days to get a quote back, and geez, what if the person hangs up, I'm never gonna get a hold of them again. They have, in that moment of truth, right, those 45 minutes that you get to, to close that business or that person moves on, you have everything at your fingertips to be the trusted advisor that you should be, and turn that business from just another interaction into, bound, into a bound policy for your organization. So um, there's lots of you know, technical caveats to how we do that, but the long and short of it is we get human beings, insurance consumers, on the phone with human agents, and we give them all the tools they need to close the business in that moment. Absolutely, and, and sticking with the shift uh, in conversation from you know, disruption to collaboration and ultimately partnerships, um, it seems that Bold Penguin has always had that mindset, that uh, collaborative mindset, uh, from what I can tell. And how does so? How does Bold Penguin differentiate themselves from uh, other competitors in the space? And how does uh, how does Bold Penguin see the agent's role evolving in the commercial insurance sector? So 
actually hitting on that very first point that you made, we've always had that mentality of working through the, through the filter of kind of the, the agency side of the business, the human, the human, you know, it's weird to say the human agent side of the business, but I guess we have to today. Um, that's because uh, a large portion of uh, the initial employees and two thirds of the founding team uh, were agents themselves. They didn't come at this from the outsider's perspective of, well, geez, you know, if we think of insurance consumers as users or units, uh, and we, you know, and we don't think of them as real people who have real losses. Um, you know, th they came at it from, you know, I think that methodology forces you down a path where you make decisions that aren't in the best, the best interest of of the consumer. So, to answer your, to get to your question about where do we think the human agent fits in, there is absolutely, positively, no doubt that there are places in the insurance transaction where. Um, automation, technology, the use of bots, you know, eventually the use of artificial intelligence. No one is actually using artificial intelligence today. Um, eventually, those type of uh, pieces of technology or software, there are certain places where the agent should be removed. Mm -hmm. Car changes, certificate requests, um, certain types of claims handling type stuff, there's absolutely no reason for an agent to be there because they're not and they're not they're not adding value to uh, the process. What it's doing is because they're not able to present themselves as a trusted advisor, right? We agents stand out today because of the expertise that they can deliver to the customer. And there's certain types of transactional interactions which which almost which almost decrease that, right? Like if you were if you are if you are um, uh, a contracting expert, right? You write contractors better than anybody in the state of Illinois. And then you're doing certificate requests, like there's a, there's a mixed message there, right? Why, why are you spending your time doing that type of interaction when you could be on someone's on site with a contractor help walking, helping them walk through the risk management for a large project they took on? So I see the role of agent going full trusted advisor, like super buzzy, but ultimately what needs to happen and, uh, and being that guide and, and getting out of and allowing technology and automation to help them spend more time in the areas of the business where they add the most value. Absolutely. And so, so sticking with that, uh, you mentioned the importance of leadership structure and, and that foundation. Um, how, has, how has your founder's experience in the traditional insurance sector helped you in the insure tech space? And then going off that, have there been any difficulties merging expertise from your more tech-focused individuals with employees with an insurance background? Yeah, I think uh, you need to have a mix, right? The mix mm -hmm. allows you to inject new ideas that maybe someone so, – so my own background, I was a boots-on-the-ground agent for a local independent agency in upstate New York for, for just over eight years. I then uh, worked – in um, as the chief marketing officer for uh, the independent insurance agents and brokers of America Trusted Choice. So um, I spent a lot of time in those two areas. I haven't spent a lot of time in the startup space, so I'm going to come at a problem with a very with a much more traditional focus on the role an agent plays than say someone who never sold an insurance policy in their life. And I think 
what's important is, and, and this is one of the reasons that I was so excited to become uh, to, to become part of uh, Bold Penguin, is the founding team, um, the founders, and, and and the other team members who have been here for uh, for the longest amount of time. They have a good solid mix. And they've created a set of guardrails which allows us to stay focused on the important aspects of our business and, the, and, and true to kind of the, the version of the insurance industry that, that we think we can really make an impact on, which, which is the, the human agents, right? The, whether it's a large call center business or um, it's producers for any number of the top 100. We have, uh, you know, some of our clients are Gallagher and Heffernan and um, all the way down to the main street agents who want to use our tool, right? It allows us to, to put up a set of guardrails to make sure we always have their best interest in mind while still injecting and, and being aware of new processes, new opportunities, new vantage points that could, um, that could help improve their product itself. So it's, I don't think you want to, you don't want it to just be completely open, throw everything at the wall. I think we get lost. You need a good set of guardrails, and I think your founding team having experience in the industry allows you to do that. But at the same time, you don't want to get stuck in the way everyone's always looked at the problem because then you're not really creating something new. Right. So, so I think it's safe to say that the Bold Penguin uh, is clear, clear focus is in the intermediary space and, and clearly values the agent's role in, in the process. Um, are, is Bold Penguin a licensed intermediary, and does your organization have underwriting authority with any carriers? So we do not uh, sell insurance, but we we do have um, with certain carriers on the platform. We do have wholesale agreements, which provide uh, agents um, who maybe do not have a direct appointment with a certain carrier provides them access to that market. Got it. So so just shifting topics, I wanted to talk about all things API. So back in yeah. August, uh, Bold Penguin announced their new uh, recommendation engine, Emperor. Can you speak to why Bold Penguin decided to take this route and how Emperor streamlines the rate quote bond process for both businesses and brokers? So we took on a large project, which um, unfortunately we're not yet able to discuss publicly, um, but uh, we took on a large project with one of the largest carriers in the country to, to come up with a system that would allow us to more efficiently manage the distribution of the inbound opportunities they've received to their website to their call center. So basically, they were receiving a large volume of opportunities through a contact form or through uh, a dedicated phone number that would then distribute it out to their, to their agents. But the issue they're having was both from a connection perspective and from, we'll call it, uh, and this is actually where the term internally came from, from like a triage perspective, right? So, you know, if, an, if, if, if they have no interest, if their internal call center has no interest in writing a bar, but yet they're getting 15 bars a day and it's taking their, um, their call center staff 20 minutes and uh, a, a case, to figure out whether or not it is a bar and then pass, you know, and then basically that gets dropped on the floor. Now you're starting, you know, at a certain volume, you're starting to talk about a substantial amount of business and a substantial amount of time um, and, and just waste, right? So right. 
what we developed that the, the announcement um, of, of Emperor and our API first approach was actually born out of this project that we took on where we realized through the use of kind of uh, a self-managed and hosted um, uh, API system, we could, uh, I'll, I'll just take a step back. Basically, someone comes to the form, they fill it out, and we're using um, our experiential data to distribute those opportunities to people faster. So we're figuring out, we figured out a way um, through both dynamic question answering, scripting, using outside third-party data sources to capture what that account actually is and get it to the right producer, the right call center person at the right time. So we do not want to be double stacking phone calls on someone just because they're next in line when they're already on the phone. I mean, these are the type of issues that you have in, in high volume operations where they're just waiting to happen. So we're distributing, we're routing, and ultimately triaging the opportunities so that the type of stuff they want to write, and it took, I mean, this is a 10 month project. I mean, this is working through every line of business with all their appointed carriers, figuring out exactly who we wanted, uh, exactly who they wanted the business to go to, where, when, and in what circumstances. And, um, and what we found after having built out that tool um, is that it starts what we're already seeing, even though it's only been live for five weeks, and it, uh, is they're already starting to see an uptick in conversion rate. So their conversion rate was in the teens, and the goal is over an 18-month period, we want to have that in the 60% range, and we're wow. already starting to see it after five weeks. So long story short, we've taken that system, which is like the full blown out, everything that's possible version of that tool, and we basically packaged it up and said, you, do you, you can run this software off a 15-person producer set, uh, you could run it off a 4,000-person call center. Um, you could run it off of uh, where I see a really interesting use case is organizations that are buying new locations, new agencies mm -hmm. through, through M&A activity. Well, you know, it's really tough to understand where are the opportunities going and how do we route business to these people. So if you have seven distributed locations throughout the state of Texas, Oklahoma, and Kansas, you can sit Bold Penguin over the top of your uh, inbound activity and just make sure that opportunities are being distributed to the agencies in the right way. You don't want a bar going to your agency in West Texas. They don't write bars, but you have, but, but in your network, you have a, an agency in Kansas that crushes bars in, in every territory. You want that opportunity going there, and you want the ability for the agency in West Texas to send it over to your, to your agency in Kansas very easily. So it's, it's that type of routing and triage system. It's crazy how, you know, the, the increase in efficiency and distribution and how naturally it plugs into the way organizations already operate today. Like this isn't, we're not talking about cultural changes. You know what I mean? We're not talking about, you know, all of a sudden you got to throw your technology stack out and add this. That's why we went API first is because you have, you've invested in this technology. Like, you don't have to go out and get new technology. You just plug what you have into the API and allow us to, to route the stuff for you. So um, that's a long-winded way of answering that question. <laughs> no, it makes a lot of sense to us. And and we also you hit on uh, small business earlier, and I, I wanted to come come back to that. Clearly, uh, Bold Penguin has a huge focus in both the small and medium-sized enterprise business. And historically, 
I would say insurance, commercial insurance agents and brokers have viewed the small commercial space uh, inefficient. Uh, can you elaborate where Bold Penguin sees its opportunity to make small business insurance more profitable? Yeah, so the average, um, so most people don't realize Bold Penguin is a, close to a 70-person company. Uh, 35 of those individuals are part of our customer, we call them customer success advocates. They are the ones who are doing, um, who are warming up opportunities, taking inbound calls, doing outbound dialing to, to consumers who have expressed interest, and then walking them through a series of dynamic questions to, to both uh, verify the information they've given and validate their interest. The average consumer takes seven to 11 calls to actually get them on the phone because 10 million things happen between you saying, I want commercial insurance, it's okay for you to contact me, and you know, in life, right, just life happens. So most organizations do not have the, organization, the organizational sophistication to do that type of uh, outbound dialing, right? You, you call once, maybe you call twice, and you're like, they must not have been interested, you know, I'm moving on, because you have to, because you're busy, because you have 10 million things going on. So what we're doing is making those calls for you. And then once we make that call and we get that person on the phone, we're then validating, are they a bar, are they a restaurant? Where are they located? Are they a legitimate business? They're telling us they've been in business for 10 years, but our third-party data is telling us they've only been in business for one. And that makes a big difference from an underwriting perspective with certain carriers. So we're, we're capturing all that information that needs to be captured for that specific line of business. And then once... So basically, as you're going down these questions, the call center person, they hit a certain point in the question, and there's a big red button on our side that says, agent available. The contact center person presses that button, and it outbounds, um, it outbounds you, Rob, and you pick up, and, and, and I'll say, you know, hey, my name is Ryan Hanley. Um, I'm from uh, we, Commercial Insurance Center is our, is our customer-facing brand. I'm from the Commercial Insurance Center, and I have a, a, a restaurant on the phone, restaurant owner on the phone. Are you available to take it? Yes, I am. Boom, here you go. And now in your terminal, your Bold Penguin terminal, you're staring at all the information I've already grabbed. You don't have to re-ask business name, years in business, you know, revenue. You, know, you don't have to ask any of those questions. And as you're staring at that terminal, you also are getting rates. From carriers, so we have um, we have rating integrations with depending on the line of business, anywhere from three to five carriers today, and then uh, I think we have another ten or twelve. I, you know, I'm kind of fuzzy on the on the number. It's either ten or twelve um, that are showing appetite. So you can you know what I mean? You can just click, type that in. So let's say you want you know the screen says Hitchcock for this for this restaurant, twenty eight hundred bucks. You can be on the phone and just say, I'm, I'm staring at a rate right now with Hiscox Insurance. The coverage looks great. It's a, it's a million um, per incident, two million aggregate. Uh, they have a, Hiscox has a couple of great endorsements for restaurants. Everything looks in order. I can bind it right now for you to 2,800 bucks. How's that sound? That sounds great. Okay, click, policy bound. You didn't have to wait five days to go get a rate. Um, so that's what we're trying to do when I say remove the friction on the front end is we're doing all that validating and verifying. And then on the back end, we're pulling rates 
and, and, and appetite for the carriers that aren't giving us rates, rates and appetite to, to the agent on the other side. So you're just spending time building relationship, right? Doing the Absolutely. thing that agents do best. So it just seems like your, your technology is, is helping aid the broker and, and disintimidation isn't even a, a word in that process. Um, but so, so when talking about working uh, with the brokers, how many brokers uh, are, you, are you working or do you currently partner with? Let's see, we have just over, um, I wanna say we have somewhere between three and 400 agencies which make up I think close to close to 5,000 users. So we don't really go by the number of like organizations who are part right. of the company. We operate more on on the because for for the algorithm for what we're trying to do, it's more about making sure that there is a a, a user, an agent who's available who has that appetite on the platform, and that's in the like like I said, three to four thousand range right now. Well, so so while we're on the, the topic of uh, partnerships, Bold Penguin recently announced a strategic partnership with Emerging Agency Management System, Tech Canary. Uh, where does Bold Penguin find value in this partnership? So the value in Tech Canary is how available their data is because they're built off of the Salesforce platform, which is incredibly easy to integrate with. A big part of our algorithm is disposition data. So when you, when you receive an opportunity from us, we are expecting that you're going to give us disposition data on that. So did you close it? You know, how many policies did you close? There's some basic disposition data that you can give us. And you can either do that manually by just logging back into the account and letting us know, or your, the system, you know, whatever CRM or agency management system you use can give us that information. Um, Tech Canary being built on top of Salesforce makes it incredibly easy for us to get that disposition data. And the importance of the disposition data is, Rob, you could tell me you crush restaurants, but if I send you 10 restaurants and you only close one, I'm not doing a good service for, for the customers who come, who come through the platform, right? And mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you can never get another restaurant, but it means we need to have a conversation about why I sent you 10 restaurants and you only closed one. And it could go both ways, right? You could say, hey, Ryan, you know, you actually sent us two bars, and now we need to have a discussion on our side about, about routing. So it's, it's all about, we can't increase efficiency if we don't actually know what's happening. So we're rewarding the organizations that are giving us disposition data, not proprietary data, but just enough that we um, can serve up better results. Right. So we've talked about bars, restaurants, habitational, and, and a few other lines, uh, particularly in the small commercial to mid-sized space. How many, um, so what, are there any particular lines that Bold Penguin is focusing on more than others? And do you have a general idea of how many different lines of business you're currently placing coverage for? It's anywhere between 70 and 90, I think, that we're quoting okay. with one of our companies. So it's, it runs the full spectrum. What we're trying to do today um, is look at the appetite and availability of our of our agent force of those 4,000 uh, agents on, that are you know using the platform every day. So how do we um, how do we look at their appetite and start to sculpt the opportunities that we that we have in our exchange so that we're matching what they're looking for? And then as we bring new uh, agents onto the platform, 
can we then go out and find ways to bring what they're interested in as, as their appetite? So it's not a, you know, there's not like a, a perfect match, mm-hmm. but we're constantly working on, you know, where do we get business from? Because our, our exchange, our, our marketplace, um, we have send side partners. We've, we've, um, we have partners who send opportunities into the exchange. And then obviously a lot of partners that, that, uh, buy opportunities out of the exchange. So uh, we're constantly trying to, to pull the levers so that those two sides line up. And, um, you know, that, that, that'll be a never-ending game as long as the company exists. Okay. Very interesting. Well, I'm, I'm going to end on one more high-level question here. Uh, so what are you mo- most excited about regarding uh, what's on the horizon for Bold Penguin? And where do you see Bold Penguin in, let's say, three to five years? Yeah. So... I have uh, I have this theory. I believe the agencies, the brokers, and the carriers that focus on connectivity and putting their data to work for them, not just having data, right? If you got to go down to the basement and crank a wheel to get your data out, your data is worthless. It takes too much time. Your, your agents don't have it at their fingertips. Your your salesforce doesn't have it at their fingertips to put to to, to put to work in the moments where they actually need it to, to write more business and be more efficient. So I think the organizations that focus on connectivity and an openness to their connectivity will be the organizations that separate themselves. And there'll be a certain point in the next three to five years where, you know, some of these, some of the players out there that are already making moves, the, the progressives, you know, Travelers is trying to do this with simply business, right? Uh, Safeco is doing this to a certain extent. You know, we're seeing this already start to happen. These players that focus in on connectivity today, there's going to be a certain point where it's haves and have-nots. Like, you're, you're so far behind that it'll, it'll be really, really difficult to catch up. And I don't think size matters. I don't think mutual, regional, super regional, single state. It doesn't matter because connectivity is, a, is, a, is an equalizer. And I believe that one of those connectivity solutions, one part of that solution, not the whole solution, but one part of that solution for agencies, brokers, and carriers is Bull Penguin, and that's why I'm so excited to be part of this company, man. I think we're gonna be one of the strings in the fabric of this industry three to five years from now. So the, right. the small commercial fabric will be, will be that string, will be that small commercial string for a lot of organizations. Well, the uh, the enthusiasm is certainly there, and I think it's uh, we could absolutely agree on on the power of data and connectivity, and and certainly appreciate your forecast. Maybe we can uh, maybe we can connect in three to five years and talk about how, if 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 so, has the industry changed? And we're looking forward to uh, to monitoring uh, Bold Penguin success going forward. And Ryan, we really appreciate your time today, and we're looking forward to uh, what's sure to be another successful InsureTech Connect conference. Again, this is Leaders Edge on the ground live at InsureTech Connect, brought to you in partnership with Bold Penguin. We'll be covering the event daily, so please be sure to tune in for business program highlights, exclusive interviews, and trends we're seeing on the ground at MGM in Las Vegas. Thanks again, Ryan. We'll see you soon.